To understand the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we need to take into consideration everything that he said during his earthly life and ministry. And I mean everything. We can't just focus our attention on some of the things Jesus said, namely the easy things, the things that appeal to us emotionally and spiritually, sayings like, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Those are beautiful words, consoling words, uplifting words of our Savior, and they're all true. But taken in isolation, verses like these give us an incomplete picture of who Jesus was and who Jesus is. And they provide us with only a partial understanding of his gospel message. And that can actually lead us to believe that Jesus advocated and supported things like human sin that he didn't advocate and didn't support. To get the complete picture, to get the full gospel message, we have to bring his two types of sayings together. We have to bring together these uplifting, consoling words of Jesus and also his tough, challenging words. We heard some of those challenging words in today's gospel reading from Mark chapter 9. There Jesus said, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all, and the servant of all. In the eyes of the world, greatness comes with having other people serve you. Just ask Donald Trump about that. In the eyes of God, the exact opposite is true. According to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, greatness, according to Jesus, comes by serving God and our neighbor selflessly, patiently, and self-sacrificially. And that is easier said than done. I know that from my own personal experience, and you know it from yours. Our Lord said many, many other difficult things during his earthly life, things that were just as challenging as the line I just read to you, as the words in today's Gospel. These are often referred to as the hard sayings of Jesus. Consider the following examples. I wrote down a few of these. It took me about five seconds because there are lots and lots of challenging words that Jesus speaks in the Gospels. But try these for size. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. You have heard it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. When you have a chance and you're in front of a computer, do a web search. Do a web search for hard sayings of Jesus. 
Believe it or not, you'll get over a million hits. I know because I did it the other day in preparation for this homily. And you'll get that many hits because there are many sayings of Jesus that fit into this category. I mention all this this morning for a reason. It's because our Holy Father, Pope Francis, will be arriving here in the United States in a few short days. He's in Cuba right now. He'll be here in a couple of days. And I want to make the point that what applies to Jesus also applies to his vicar on earth. I said at the beginning of my homily, if we want to really understand the teaching of Jesus, we need to take into consideration everything that he said. And by the same token, if we want to understand the teaching of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, we need to take into consideration everything that he says in his talks and in his writings. Not just the 10-second sound bites of information that we typically get from the cable news networks and from the newspapers, both of which often quote Francis completely out of context. They try, for example, to portray him as being soft on church teaching when it comes to matters like abortion and same-sex marriage. Well, let me set the record straight this morning. Let me set it very straight. Here are a few quotes of the Holy Father on contemporary issues that in all likelihood you've never heard before. But he said them. On abortion, he said, a pregnant woman isn't carrying a toothbrush in her belly. He has some great images, the Holy Father. I love that one. A pregnant woman isn't carrying a toothbrush in her belly or a tumor. We are in the presence of a human being. He also said, it is God who gives life. Let us respect and love human life, especially vulnerable life in a mother's womb. He also said, the right to life is the first human right. Abortion is killing someone that cannot defend him or herself. Now that doesn't sound very soft to me. About Catholics who disagree with the Church and who openly oppose her official teachings, Francis has said this, those with alternative teachings and doctrines have a partial belonging to the Church. They have one foot outside the church. They rent the church. Another good image. In support of traditional marriage, the Holy Father has stated, children have a right to grow up in a family with a father and a mother capable of creating a suitable environment for the child's development and emotional maturity. And about so-called gay marriage, he's been even more forceful. You never hear about this in the media. Listen to these three statements. He said, let us not be naive. This is not simply a political struggle, but it is an attempt to destroy God's plan. It is not just a bill, a mere instrument, but a move of the father of lies, the devil, who seeks to confuse and deceive the children of God. He also said, at stake is the identity and survival of the family, father, mother, and children. He also said, at stake are the lives of many children who will be discriminated against in advance and deprived of their human development, given by a father and a mother, and willed by God. 
at stake is the total rejection of God's law engraved in our hearts. But because the Holy Father is a true Catholic on moral matters, a son of the Church, as he calls himself, likes to call himself, because of that, the Holy Father is careful to distinguish between the person who experiences same-sex attraction and the activity and lifestyle associated with that attraction. And so he once said this, you have to distinguish between the fact of a person being gay and the fact of a lobby. The problem isn't the orientation. The problem is making a lobby. In other words, promoting a lifestyle and certain activities. Now, all the quotes I just shared with you are to a great extent summed up in these words of Francis on what he refers to as false compassion. He says, the dominant thinking sometimes suggests a false compassion, which believes that it is helpful to women to promote abortion, an act of dignity to obtain euthanasia, a scientific breakthrough to quote-unquote produce a child and to consider it to be a right rather than a gift to welcome, or to use human lives as guinea pigs, presumably to save others. Instead, the compassion of the gospel is that which accompanies in time of need. That is, the compassion of the Good Samaritan, who sees, has compassion, approaches, and provides concrete help. Because of the tendency of the mainstream media to ignore many of the clear doctrinal statements of our Holy Father and to focus almost exclusively on what he says on things like the environment and immigration, because of that, I highly recommend that during his upcoming visit you make every effort to listen to his talks and addresses in their entirety or to read them online in their entirety. Don't rely on ABC, NBC, CBS, or even Fox News to give you a complete and accurate rendering of the Holy Father's message with their 10-second sound bites of information. The fact is, these reporters almost always pick and choose. They pick the papal quotes they like, the ones that support their own personal views, while completely ignoring the ones they find challenging. And as I indicated earlier, that's a prescription for disaster because it can lead us to believe things that are not true. You know, I'm convinced that if some modern-day reporters and journalists had lived back in the first century in Palestine, they would have accused our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ of supporting stealing. Because in Matthew 24, our Lord compared his second coming to a thief coming into a house, breaking into a house in the middle of the night. They would have said, see, he supports stealing. He compared himself coming again to a thief in the night. See, by taking one line of the Gospels out of its proper context, you can turn Jesus into something he was not, such as, in this case, an advocate of thievery. Well, the same kind of thing can happen when a pope gets misquoted or only partly quoted. And unfortunately, that will probably happen a lot in the next several days. It's my prayer this morning that most Americans 
will ignore the tainted reporting and actually listen to what Francis says, everything he says. Because I believe that the Holy Father has many things, many very important things that Almighty God wants him to say to all of us and to our leaders.